0: We're talking about the healthy soul, and this here is part three of our series on the healthy soul. On part one, Dr. Connie Borden and my wife, her daughter-in-law, Julie Borden, identified the parts of the soul. In part two, last time, we talked about the unhealthy soul and the ways that our soul gets wounded, and this week we're going to get into part three where we're getting into some ways to make sure that if we identified with an unhealthy soul or that we have an unhealthy soul, how we can in fact have a healthy soul. So mom, walk us through what we're going to be talking about today in part three of the healthy soul.
1: Okay. What I've found sometimes is if you've gone through the last podcast or you've realized through your uh, rejection, not getting the love you needed in the way you needed it, from whom you needed it at the time you needed it as a child or any time in your life, that your soul is damaged or unhealthy, as you said, that people are beginning to be aware of that, how it happened, that it isn't just the past. The, it, we, we, this is what I say. It's not the past if it's affecting your present. And I'm not, and you're not advocating, and our ministry is not advocating that you uh, stay stuck in the past. In fact, we're trying to get people unstuck because you can be very paralyzed by the things that have happened to you in the past if you don't know that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and set at liberty those that are bound. And a process on how to not be inundated with your thoughts, imaginations, and your thinking about the past. So today in part three, we want to look at a couple real definite parts of the process of going through healing, because what we've realized is that Satan is the father of lies. He's the accuser of the brethren. He walks in deception. He deceived Adam and Eve, and he's been doing that with mankind ever since. And what happens when you go through a rejection and you're wounded by anyone, particularly as a child, you begin to believe lies about yourself, where you came from, who you are, where you're going, about your relationship with God, and about relationship with others. Because even though you may be a Christian, let's say after you were wounded as a child, or you became a Christian even before you were wounded, like me, I became a Christian when I was eight, sovereignly saved, no doubt about it, at my mother's knee, She wrote in her Bible, it was a real experience. I remember the conviction. I remember, uh, in fact, like last time in the podcast, we were talking about end times. That's what started the discussion. And my brother and I gave our heart to the Lord, and she wrote in her Bible that she was honored to lead us as the two of her children to the Lord. And she had those stars in her crown, so to speak, in her reward. So what I'm saying is that if you have had some of those incidences or crises from the list that we mentioned in the last podcast, there is no doubt that Satan's next goal is for you to define yourself the way he defined you. Rejected, wounded, stupid, ugly, not being able to have success. And unfortunately, that is not the way, I mean, fortunately, that's not the way Jesus defines us. But unfortunately, even though he defines us in the word, in a totally opposite way, we believe the lies that were sown and that we believe them more readily the younger we are. And if they're told to us by an authority figure, like a parent or a teacher or whatever, and when we're wounded or hurt or rejected, that seems to support, like if you were raped or something, or if your father never spent any time with you, or he was verbally or physically assaultive to you, the action supports the lie that Satan breathes in your ear that I must be a piece of dirt, or I must not be lovable, or nobody could love me. Uh, Otherwise, this wouldn't happen to me. Because you don't have the cognitive or spiritual ability to reason at that age, or really sometimes any age, that no, this is not about me. This is about the perpetrator. This is about hurt people hurt people. And the perpetrator, if he's trying to take advantage of me as a child, such as in sexual assault, or he's just angry or trying to, you know, I always say to my clients, you were at the end of a long line of people that the person that rejected and abused you was already angry at. You were just the victim that they took it out on. And of course, with children that are innocent and weak, that can be happening very easily and happens easily every day. So today we want to talk and look at, Lies that some of our listeners, if they've identified that they were wounded or had some of those relationships that caused wounding from our last podcast, that they could be believing. And we want to talk about how we have authority over those lies. You can't fix what you don't recognize, you got to think about what you're thinking about. And so it's a real uh, addition to being hurt to cause you to think. The wrong way and that's why we're so adamant about spending time in the word to renew your mind and to meditate on the word and as dr carolyn leaf says to erase those neural pathways because if you have automatic thoughts that go back continually to lies then what a man can conceive to believe he will achieve or as jesus said or the bible says it as a man thinks in his heart so he is so we know by research that, you know, and I've probably said this before, I don't know if it's on a podcast, but, you know, you take somebody like Babe Ruth, who was the greatest uh home run hitter for a while, had the record. I've read about him and a lot of people that were failures before they were successes. And what he would do is go up and imagine that he had hit the ball out of the park, even if he had struck out. Because what people don't know is he also had, I think, the greatest strikeout record at one point. If he'd have let that dominate his thinking, then I'm a lousy baseball player, he would have never achieved the record or the notoriety and fame that he did. Unfortunately, that's not as severe even as if somebody actually maligns your character and tells you that you are just a piece of dirt or no good or you'll never be any good, or they act like you won't be because they don't love you with kindness and compassion and tenderness and grace and mercy and the fruit of the spirit which is going on all the time today in the world so we want to look at that piece and then secondly we want to look at the fact that if you don't identify your wounds how do you identify your wounds and we've come up with and another client was telling me they were going to a big church in the dallas area and her husband they were using a timeline you know Um, and trying to, I don't know how they did it exactly, but I'll tell you how we do it in breaking down the years. And he realized how messed up he was in his present marriage and relationship and in his parenting exploits because he never did face or know or recognize or look at or analyze What happened to him as a child? Right. So those are the two we want to explore those two points a little bit more carefully because they're so successful in with people not knowing what to do, and with Satan deceiving them. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I just wanted to say how comfortable it is. I'm amazed at how comfortable it is to believe the lies of the enemy. Yeah. And how how easy it is to go back to whatever lies you have struggled with historically in your life yes. you know and yes. you know uh, just this week you know i felt like the enemy was i was feeling negative about certain situations in my life and if i look at those closely they're all based on the same lies that he's always told me yeah and there's almost a comfort level there where um oh you know it's like uh, a dog bed you know that's that's padded down and comfortable and it may have stuffing sticking out of it and it may be old and ugly and dirty but it feels good to go back and lay on it because it's got the shape of the of the dog's body on it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and, and
1: we're creatures of comfort we're
0: creatures of comfort and sometimes it's it's easier to go back to our old patterns of believing the lies of the enemy that he's always told us because they relate back to the things that have happened to us or that we've maybe failed at sometimes it's easier to stay in that than it is to decide that we're going to identify these so that we can counteract them and be healed from the wounds that are associated with these lies, right?
1: Right, because there's no doubt that if you get discouraged or if you get down on yourself or something's not working out or the enemy lies to you that it never will work out um, or anything that you're saying, you have to fight. It's an internal conflict between Satan and God. Right and the Holy Spirit in your soul, and you have to think about. I mean, we've talked many times about the five hours to victory to your thought life, which says is a handout that you can get at totallytransformed.org dot org free of charge on the resource tab. Um, it says first of all to basically think about what you're thinking about, recognize the lies rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus, according to James one, resist the spirit of negativity or deception or rejection or whatever it is, recite what God's word says and rejoice. And so that would be a good review, or it's in the book and the appendix. But if it's amazing how you can, like, it sounds to me like in your example right now that you caught what you were thinking about. That would be in my opinion, because first of all, you've learned the five hours to victory to your thought life. You know that your mind is the devil's workshop. It's part of your soul to defeat you. And you spend a lot of time in the word and prayer. I think you're more discerning when you do that, because as Romans 12, 2 says, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that takes... Discipline, because it does not happen naturally. Study to show yourself approved. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That doesn't mean we earn our salvation, but we have to work to overcome the conflict of of Satan and his demonic realm that's trying to defeat us.
0: I also would say there's a direct correlation between the loudness of the lies of the enemy and how much vertical integration I'm having with the Lord.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. If I'm
0: hearing from him and I've started my day out in the word and prayer, and he's giving me revelation through his word and he's speaking to my situations, I go into my day on the offense.
1: Which is a transforming process right right away, okay, go ahead. But
0: if I don't, and I do that plenty of times where I start on my heels, right then the enemy is more easily able to get in and begin to speak lies that I'm not able to counteract because I don't have, haven't had that interaction with the Lord to preempt his attacks or just to be armored up, to be ready to defend against him.
1: Right, and we already said that in John eight forty four, he's called the father of lies, but Romans 10, Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you're not equipped... Your faith is not energized and and, um, developed more because we develop our faith to believe truth, which takes faith, or to even know the truth if we're not in the Word and meditating on the Word. If we are, what I'm saying, it's still a battle. Right. And we still have to recognize the lies, and we have to recognize whether what Satan is saying about us that came usually through somebody else, particularly if you were wounded or abused, Um, or just what the world is saying, because we're not to be conformed to the world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind, that uh, you won't recognize it. And if you don't recognize it, you can't fix it. And even if you do recognize it, you may struggle. But if you know the word, which is Jesus, that you're answering Satan with, if you know the word, which is truth, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is synonymous with truth. And you say, no, that's not true. Or, and, you know, Satan's so good of speaking partial lies, right. you know. But if you say, no, that's not true. This is what the word of God says about me. I'm a son or daughter of the most high God. But if you don't have that equipment, if you don't have that answer, or you don't go get that answer, or you're so dull in your hearing that you don't even hear it, what Satan is saying, and then you begin meditating on it and believing it, it becomes a neural pathway in your brain and an automatic thought, psychology calls it. And he has got the drop on you.
0: He does. He does. It's also easier to believe what he's saying about you or believe what he's saying about God falsely Right. You know, when he tries to say things like, well, you know, God's really just mad at you. Yeah. You know, you really, he's really down on you because of this, this and that. Yeah. Or, or, you know, you're, you're not so doing, weak. You you're, messed up. you're not doing the things that you're supposed to do. And so God's not pleased with you. It's easy right. to believe that when you're not hearing the father say to you because you're spending time with him, I love you
1: Yeah. and
0: I care about you and yeah. I'm providing for you and, and I accept you and I accept and you and I believe in here's you. here's what my word says and how I want to address you. Yeah. Um, it's just such a it's such a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle the wrong way and it's an upward spiral the other way, you know?
1: Another thing you don't get to hear him say is he loves you because first John one nine says, Perfect love cast out fear. The opposite of fear is not faith. Faith does come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But when you really feel loved by the Lord, you will be secure and you will believe his truth. Because that verse goes on to say, because fear has torment. And that's what he wants us to do. Fear the future, fear our success, fear whether he loves us. And of course, if you've been rejected and you're relating to his love or his truths about you through the eyes or behavior or treatment of somebody who did not love you or did not know how to love you or couldn't show you love because of their own rejection, then you've got to recognize that. It's okay if that's where it is, but don't stop there. You know, identify what the lie is, and that's what we're trying to talk about here today, um, because otherwise, if you waller in those lies, you will be going down to defeat and believing exactly the opposite of what Jesus wants you to um, believe. I like um, Colossians 2, 6, and 7. It says, As you have therefore received Christ even Jesus the Lord. So walk, regulate your lives and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to him, having the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted in him, fixed and founded in him, being continually built up in him, becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith, just as you were taught and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. I mean, that's not going to happen automatically in this devil dominated world, (laughs) You know, that is not going to happen. And then, you know, Hebrews 3.12 says, Take care, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, either that you're committing it or Satan's lying to you or tempting you to sin, which is also more prevalent if you're wounded. You're trying to self-medicate to feel better on the inside or better about yourself. For we share in Christ, if only we hold our first confidence firm to the end, while well, it is said today, when you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. So if you're going to believe lies and choose to believe the lies, guess what? You're hardening your heart to the truth, whether you realize it or not. Yeah, right. And, and so this is about what are the lies and how do we identify them? And um, the best way I know to do that is to make a list of lies. I mean, let's not reinvent the wheel. Um, In my book, in Chapter 13, I have The Lies We Believe. Um, I believe this is a handout at totallytransformed.org, isn't it? Yes. Or Chapter 14, rather, The Lies We Believe, that we put in resources, okay? So what I would do is use this resource, go to totallytransformed.org, Um, first of all try to capture the lies because everybody's unique this list is definitely not exhaustive but it is pretty comprehensive and it's got eight different categories if we're hurt wounded or rejected um, we usually feel abandoned ashamed fearful powerless and trapped tainted or dirty invalidated or hopeless or confused Um, so I feel like it's pretty, um, comprehensive. What I tell people when I deal with this chart and what we tell them at the seminar and we give this chart out at the seminar is go through it, underline or highlight or circle the lies that you've been meditating on. If there's some lies that you've been meditating on that aren't here, please feel free to add them and bring them back to me because I, it's a dynamic chart. So uh, why don't we read some of these lies? I've read the categories.
0: So the first one you said is abandonment or lies of abandonment. Some examples of those are, I am all alone. I will always be alone. They don't need me. I don't matter. No one cares. There's no one to protect me. God has forsaken me. Those are some lies of of abandonment, and there's more there.
1: And, and I want to reiterate here, if, like we said a few minutes ago, if you're in the Word and you're thinking, I'm all alone, what maybe should come up in your spirit is, I will never leave you or forsake you. Right. If you go to the deepest depths of hell, I am there, or the heights of heaven, I will be with you. I mean, either you know that, you can feel lonely in this temporal world by what people say or do. Yeah, you can be in a crowd of people and feel lonely. But I'm telling you, if you can't if you can't debunk that or resist that, you're probably wounded and you've been meditating on Satan's lies rather than the truth of God's word.
0: And for any of these, I think it's safe to say you could go on your computer if you don't know what those verses Absolutely. are and say verses about feeling alone right. for example right and there would be probably thousands of web pages that would come up that would offer you some references to go look up and see which ones the holy spirit identifies that could be one you can memorize to counteract those lies when they come up
1: and what i find lance with so many people i talk to they think that reading the word or doing a devotional is just good brownie points or something to define them as a Christian, the word says that the word, the Bible says that the word is sharper than any two-edged sword, separating the soul from the spirit. I mean, it could not be any clearer. And we define two-edged as as divine surgery on your lie-based thinking and your wounded soul and broken heart, as well as cuts off the head of the enemy. So if you want to have the weapon of your warfare, which is also defined as part of the armor of God, it's the sword of the Spirit. Not if you want to have it. You must have it. Or else you might as well go down wounded and destroyed. Right. Because it's the same weapon that Jesus used when he was tempted in the wilderness by Satan in the Gospels. Absolutely. And so it's the only thing that is powerful enough and authoritative enough to re- for Satan to recognize that you know who you are, where you came from, where you're going. And even though you might be battling with these lies, you're reading Lance, you know the truth and you're going to keep meditating on it and keep showing him that you know the truth and you know your authority until those lies are literally erased. Because even research shows if you think something for 60 days, it will become a neural pathway and a, and a thought that you have a hard time Breaking. If you think the truth for 60 days, then you can erase that. So who's going to do the work of defining these lies that you're saying and finding the scripture that counteracts it, or do we just want to be defeated by what we think?
0: And I would say another measurement is not maybe... That you never hear the lies ever again, but how quickly you can debunk them and push them out of your mind and replace them with truth. Right. Right. Because the enemy, you could be going along just fine and victorious, but the enemy is still going to try to throw darts your way to see if you'll take the bait and... It used to be maybe when you didn't know this was happening that it would send you into a tailspin, right? Yeah. But now you can quickly take that thought captive, replace it with the truth that you've identified and be victorious and move on. And you barely felt the bump, right? And for sure, if you're being
1: healing, healed in your wounds, which we're going to talk about too. Right. Because there's no place for that lie to continue to uh, define you mm-hmm. because you have been healed of that wound and hurt and replaced it with what Jesus thinks about you and would have done for you in those kind of experiences. All right, so that
0: was lies of abandonment. The next one is lies of shame, like, I'm so stupid, I'm ignorant, I'm an idiot, I allowed it, whatever that may be, like a sexual abuse, for example. Um, I should have known better. I was a participant in it, so I am to blame. I kept going back. I'm bad, dirty, sick, and nasty. Those are some examples of lies of shame the enemy tries to put on us. And
1: I just want to say with sexual assault, usually the perpetrator tries to say those things. It's not just even your imagination and thoughts. You know, you caused this. You're a dirty slut. If you hadn't walked in front of me, you don't deserve anything else. And, And so they're trying to keep their victim victimized by making it feel like it's their fault so they won't go tell what the perpetrator did to them.
0: Right. And an example verse here would be, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right.
1: Actually, convictions of the Holy Spirit, not shame. Shame hangs over your head like I did this and I can never get free. We're all sinners saved by grace. The Holy Spirit convicts. And when he does, we confess it. we ask the Lord to forgive us. We forgive ourselves and we move on. We don't waller in the sinful Experience, right? Well, I was
0: just thinking a little while ago that when the enemy tries to come and lie to me, uh-huh. uh, if I can get alone with the Lord and mm-hmm. process whatever yeah. it is I'm struggling with, if it is a sin, you know, and it's legitimate conviction, yeah. then all I have to do is repent right. and bring it before Him and tell the Lord, I'm sorry, exactly. ask Jesus to wash it away. And process it, and then it's over, right. and the Lord can begin to then build me up through the word or just through his loving words to me, right. as opposed to a lie of the enemy where he's just continually beating you down and there's no way out until it, you process it. And if it. you
1: can't do that, it's a stronghold, according to 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, because you've thought about it so often, but also it might be an indication that you're still wounded about that rejection that we talked about last time. And wounds need to be healed, and we probably need to do another podcast on the timeline because of that. All right, go ahead.
0: All right, Lies of Fear is the next one. Uh, I'm going to die. If I trust someone, I will die. Um, It's just a matter of time before it happens again, whatever it is. Um, Something bad will happen if I tell about it, if I stop it or confront it. Uh, They're going to get me. Doom is just around the corner. Those are some examples of lies of fear. I would say others to add are like, I'm, I'm afraid this plane is going to crash. I'm afraid I'm going to get into a bad car accident. I'm afraid that I'm going to die of a heinous disease Um, you know, if you have a pain in your body, oh, it's probably cancer. You know, you just go immediately to the worst case scenario automatically in your thoughts and dwell on it until it's got you racked with fear.
1: And usually that's because somebody else died or your mother died or you're comparing yourself with somebody else. You know, psychology calls these the anxiety disorders. They can be situational. They can be um, because of something that's happened to you. It can be long-term fear or anxiety. There's several different delineations about these but definitely fear is one of satan's biggest generals based on what happened to you or somebody else and you've got to live today forgetting those things that are behind don't fear things pending or things threatening we might go up in the rapture today and if you and what i say is if i don't have proof for it i try to throw it out as quickly as possible which is hard to do
0: right all right lies of powerlessness are being trapped Um, I can't stop this. The pain is too great to bear. I'm going to die and I can't do anything about it. I am overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. Everything is out of control. Not even God can help me. Those are some lies of being powerless or being trapped. The next one is lies of being tainted. Uh, I'm dirty. I'm evil. I'm perverted because of what happened to me. My life is ruined. I will never be happy. I will always be unclean or filthy. God could never want me after what happened to me or or what I did. Yeah. Uh, my body parts are dirty. I could never be used by God. No one will ever be able to love me. Those are lies of being tainted. Um, lies of invalidation. I am not loved. I am not important. I am worthless. I'm in the way. I'm a burden. God could never love or accept me. I could never be like so-and-so or them or whoever you you might be comparing yourself to. I could never please him or her, and therefore I can never do it right. I am not acceptable. Those are lies of invalidation. Uh, lies of hopelessness. It's never going to get any better. It will just happen again and again. There's no good thing for me. I've no reason to live. I just want to die. The world would be better off if I was not in it. Those are lies that can even lead to suicide.
1: And when I think of that, I think of Jeremiah 29:11. I don't have I don't have any plans for your calamity, but to give you a future and a hope. I mean, if you want to dwell in hopelessness, it might be because you have decided that what happened or who happened to you defines you, but you got to believe what God said. I don't have any plans for your calamity, but to give you a future and a hope. But if you lose hope, you're pretty um, defeated.
0: Yeah. Lies of confusion is the last one that we're listing here. I don't know what's happening to me. Everything is confusing. I can't seem to sort in any. I can't seem to sort any of this out. God does not love me like others and will not give me the wisdom I need to figure this out. Lies of confusion.
1: I want to just say that um, when I was going through my training to get my doctoral degree, um, I trained under um, a therapist, and he was using material by Dr. Carl Lieben. I think some of this chart and some of these lies came from him. He wasn't quite sure, but he told me I could use anything in this book that I had from him, and so as I said, this is a dynamic chart. I've add some, added some things to it as others have come and said, "Hey, this is a lie that's really bugging me," but I just wanted to make sure he got credited. He's credited in my book for that chart. One other part that needs to be identified and um, you know discussed and explained is a timeline with some examples and uh, of what has happened to people, and so probably we'll do apart in the uh, actual case studies. But at any rate, let's wrap this up. And uh, would you like me to pray for people and their lies? Yeah, I think that would be great. Lord Jesus, we just come to you because you are truth. We shall know the truth and the truth will set us free. We want to be free. We want to be free from the daunting lies of the enemy, from his influence, from his definition of us from the way he attacks us, and Lord, we know that it starts in our thoughts, and those thoughts can start from being wounded, from what someone said or we believed about ourselves because we felt so rejected and so misused and so abused. So Lord, I just pray that who's ever listening to the sounds of our voices, the sound of our voices, will we'll just right now do what we've said, they'll get a chart off of totallytransformed.org. They'll start making a list of thinking about what they're thinking about and finding that is so contrary to the word of God and what Jesus and the Godhead says about them that they've got to find a verse to counteract it. And they'll do that work of recognizing it, of rejecting and rebuking Satan and his spirits in the demonic realm, reciting the word, and rejoicing that lord you have defined them totally different opposite victorious truthful positive from what the enemy has said or anybody else has said that the enemy is using because we don't wrestle with just flesh and blood but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness lord we want to be free in our mind and i just agree with all of our listeners where two or three agree lance and i are agreeing for the breaking of those lies, for the understanding of those lies, and for the courage to take our delegated authority over them every single moment of every single day. In Jesus' Jesus' name name we pray. Believe and receive all these things. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. Well, August 24th is Freedom Friday at the Hope Center in Plano, Texas. We'd love to meet you there. You can register at TotallyTransform.org. if you go to our events tab, or you can go to TotallyTransform.Eventbrite.com and register there. We'd love to see you there. It'll be a great day of ministry and teaching. Worship. Worship, and even breakfast and lunch, and a great place to just kind of have a day off and have a little bit of a sabbatical, resting and receiving from the Lord. So we will hope to see you there on Friday, August 24th, We'll be with you next time on the Totally Transformed podcast.